Hello, everybody, and welcome to In My Opinion, the Good Fight podcast. Uh, I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and today I'm joined by Tia Kemp. Hello. Keen Cobb. How's it going? Jack O'Keefe. Hello. And Molly Scullion. Hello. Yeah, we're back covering episode two of The Good Fight, titled First Week. Uh, we're going to start off doing first impressions, this time, though, a little bit differently, uh, because somebody gets their second chance at a first impression, and that is Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Keen Cobb, who has watched the right show, the right episode of the right show. Uh, so I want to hear, Keen, what you thought of the pilot episode of The Good Fight. Okay, so uh, I came prepared, full, full page of uh, of notes. Yeah, I can um, see it. Not gonna go through the whole thing. Uh, so my big impression is like I agree with well now that I actually like watched it. So like, I do agree with uh, the major- with everybody that I think it was a really well done pilot. The thing that I think I like even though I'm like probably throughout the whole time I'm going to be upset with is that if you had to ask me right now off, off of two episodes, I have no idea who the main character is. And part of me likes that, that like it can shift from like person to person from um, who's the partner that left. Um, Diane. Yeah. From Diane to, uh, to Maya, I think it was going to shift back and forth. But part of me is like, I want to follow one person's like journey um because since i'm like the resident expert at the good wife um that that was clear (laughs) whose story that was you know so that's one thing uh two um one thing i I do like in 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 sitcoms i think it always happens is for whatever reason and I, i can't figure it out secondary characters usually benefit the most from sitcoms like the main, you, you, like you get a main person and they're supposed to be like the driver. They're supposed to be like the one person that like does well. But Urkel was not supposed to be the main character. Um, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher from that 70s show. Um, I'm trying to think of other examples that was literally just in my head. And I'm saying all this to be to say, if the woman that plays Luca does not become a star after this, <laughs> I don't know what anything is anymore. And uh, the other thing is I'm pained that I got the joke that you guys made uh, in the last episode was how um, uh, Delroy Lindo made her use her real accent when he's been a hidden Brit all this time. And I'm very upset. I'm very upset. But beyond that, I love the I love the first episode. Yeah, I didn't I did not know that. Uh, oh, that he was yeah, I learned that re- very recently. Uh, yeah. Oh, and one, one thing I'm sorry. One thing with Luca, I'm not sure if you guys saw it. But it was the part where she's uh, okay. Sorry. So it was a part where uh, she talked Maya, uh, talked to Maya like in the bathroom when she was upset or whatever in the first episode. Mm-hmm. One, when she walked into it, that guy tried to shoulder charge her, cho- shoulder like throw a shoulder into her, and she ate that like a champ. Like it didn't even <laughs> phase her. She just like whatever and just kept kept going on. And two, I kind of don't, and I hope it's not the thing. I hope. Luca doesn't have to save Maya throughout this entire fucking season because mm-hmm. it looks like it, it might that might be a thing, but I hope I'm wrong in that. But yeah, love the love the episode one. Cool. All right, uh, we're gonna hop then to uh, episode two, and we'll come right back to you, Keen, in a moment. I want to go to uh, first time viewer Tia. Uh, what is your first impression 
episode two first week. Yeah. Um, Keen, it was so good to hear your take, by the way. I missed <laughs> you. I missed you and your take. Okay. Um, so I really like this episode. Um, there were a lot of triggers in it, though. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Um, from the person who apparently had Maya's phone number and was threatening her um, yeah. to a lot of the uh, the racial dynamics with the very long line of white power that Maya found herself in at the, yeah. the union. So I was just like, oh my God. But I enjoyed this episode a lot more than the first one, um, primarily because uh, there were some uh, heavy hitters in the, uh, I guess, C-level acting game. We had a little Michael Boltman. We had some Dennis O'Hare <laughs> in the building as the judge. Um, and Michael Boltman, uh, by the way, Julius Kane from Spin City. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, well, he's not Robert, Julius Kane and Spencer. Robert Picardo but... popping in there. Wait, who is that? Uh, he was the arbiter. Okay. He's a, yeah. He's so a, he's been in a bunch of things. Most notably, at least for me, is uh, uh, Star Trek Voyager. Okay. That's who that was. Okay. Yeah. Now I recognize. Okay. I'm sorry. Now I recognize him. Yeah. I knew. I knew him. That's from right. That's right. Yeah. So there were just yeah. So that was that was really cool. Um, and of course, you mentioned um, this earlier. Marissa's back. So that makes me really happy. I, I, I like Marissa. You know, the, the Maya quote, sometimes you don't remember what someone did. You just remember how they made you feel. That was Marissa for me. <laughs> okay. For me, uh, also first time viewer, I uh, really enjoyed the episode. I, was, uh, I watched it right after our podcast last week and was texting Molly uh, <laughs> a little bit uh, as, as things popped up. And it was another one of those kind of... Uh, Marissa, exclamation point. Julius, exclamation point. Uh, these people popping up. So the episode was was chock full of uh, some of my favorite people from The Good Wife uh, and, and including these second, third, fourth tier people that kind of come back, uh, like Andrea Stevens as one of the uh, lawyers, Abernathy as uh, one of the one of the judges. Um, I think the other judge might have been in before too. I'm not positive on that. Um, and it was also one of my favorite styles of uh, episodes uh, that the good wife would do fairly frequently in that it was just very fast paced, uh, centering around mostly one case with uh, some uh, other threads. I just enjoy how into the weeds they get with some of those things. And even though they're just kind of giving you the information that you need in the moment that you need it, and there's no real figuring out for me, like, I don't know where the hell it's going. I'm just, I'm just enjoying the ride. And I just enjoy that kind of, kind of episode within this, within the good verse. Keen, first time viewer. I, I really like this episode. Um, I watched, I think I watched episode one, I think like late Thursday night. And then I made a point to like watch episode two Sunday afternoon. Um, just so I had like time to like really like let it let it marinate, let it settle, so I can like really think through things. And uh, time, <laughs> I'm not going deep, too deep into my notes for episode two. Not yet. Full page once again. Um, so uh, it looked uh, like you showed you said full page, but it also looked like there was like eight sentences on it. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Um, so I, I really like this because, like, um, even though I didn't, I didn't know his character in the show. I do remember watching Spin City uh, mm-hmm. when I was like. 10 i think it was when it was like popping back in the day um so i i I'm, once again i feel bad because i don't i didn't remember his character's name or his real name but like i remember when i seen him uh, at the start of the episode I'm like, oh, i know you awesome yeah. um 
And then uh, I really, I felt like I learned a lot because like it makes sense, but I didn't know anything about uh, financiers for law firms. I was like, yeah. I mean, they got to get paid somehow. But like, I guess that makes, all right, I guess that makes sense. Um, and I don't want to steal anybody's thunder. Um, but like one of my favorite characters uh, throughout the whole episode might have been Judge Abernathy. Yeah. And in my brain, he's like if Fred Brown got a law degree. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> like he was just yeah. so about his job, but at the same time, yeah, I'm gonna do my own thing while I'm doing this. Yeah, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I respect everything you're talking about, but yeah, just yeah, keep going. Uh, the the shoe line he used, perfect. It was so good. Yeah. Uh, Fred Brown was invoked, uh, so I just want to say that uh, we will post something in the episode notes that will link to um, a Latin channel that he has where he does these different Latin songs. Um, it doesn't quite paint the picture that Keen is talking about, but it is something that he does, and since his name was brought up, I just want to throw that Aww. in there. Uh, so we have Molly and Jack here who have seen the show before, uh, both huge fans of The Good Verse. Um, I'm going to start with Molly. Uh, this is your second time through, right? Um, I guess second official time through. I okay. um, joyously watched with my roommate who um, watched for the first time at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, mm. So I would I would catch gotcha. quite a few of those. But so I've seen it a few times, but it has been, this is my like first rewatch sitting in and like really locking into it gotcha. um i want to so hear your um, response uh, uh no first, that was a long response your first impressions <laughs> but i also want to ask both you and jack if there's anything different the second time around Ooh, interesting Molly, i think um well watching this time was nice because it, it was a nice reminder of like, oh man, especially with people like Judge Abernathy, who is such a fun character. And it's, and it's so exciting if you're from the, the Good Wife fan club and moving into a good fight. But it was also watching it and realizing like, oh, there are so many people who get to experience him for the first time in this, uh, in this episode. And the same thing mm-hmm. with Marissa. And it's like just this very, you know, in your face in the best way kind of character coming at you and things like that so I think again the way that they handle the transition into its own show that can be completely independent while still having satisfactory moments for people who have watched before is just super well done and it's classic good wife formula you know pepper in the the real you know season arc (laughs) details but give you a, a ride of a law or legal case to get behind the whole time so yeah love it jack what do you got uh not much to say that wasn't already said uh i love that whenever the good fight is tackling something and it's also true of the good wife and also true of pretty much any show by robert and michelle king the showrunners that like even people smarter than any of us who like may not know that much about the law i feel like can watch this show and you just really get the feeling of like, oh, this must be what the law is like. I have no idea if that's true or not, but just the detail and thoughtfulness they put into all of these storylines. Yeah. I, I have no reason to doubt them, you know, <laughs> uh, definitely more so with experiences of, you know, something like wage theft, uh, mm. which also what other show with the with the funding of a major network would even like 
give the time of day to such an issue yeah you know uh mm-hmm. which is again just another thing i love about this series this world these writers something i noticed going back this uh time around i think i've this season i've watched like maybe three or four times because i'm one of those people that whenever there's a new season of something out i like to you know recap everything sure uh, so far to get into it uh, especially if it's something i love that we're kind of laying the groundwork right now for the fact that when it comes to race, Marissa is kind of a shithead. Yeah. Uh, you know, like when we come in, we see Marissa and we're like, oh, Marissa Gold, you know, such like a great <laughs> standout of late season Good Wife. Yeah. And we might not immediately think, oh, she is kind of storming into uh, an all African American office and being like, none of you have to be here. I've got this job. Yeah. Uh, and like, we sense that that shit, that's shitty, but I don't know. I, I know the first time I watched this, I didn't quite have the confidence yet to know if the show realized how shitty that was. Uh, and I think uh, while it doesn't really explore that in this episode, it is laying down some very promising seeds uh, that will flourish later on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I broke up the episode into uh, different storylines. I'd like to kick off with the BMI case, which was the bulk of the episode. Uh, so I'd like to ask, what did you like about that storyline? Anything that stood out? Anything that didn't make sense to you uh, from a story perspective? Not necessarily like the legal <laughs> details of, of mm-hmm. things, because there's a lot there I didn't know about. Um, uh, so is there anything on your minds as far as that general question i'm in a weird like in a weird way i'm mad at how much it pulled me in to it (laughs) um because like like from the jump they told everybody like hey just give them some advice don't pull no don't don't make anything blah 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 um and then like when it when it started to like snowball and like get bigger and bigger and i was like all right cool 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 and then when it when it when it oh and that that um the defense lawyer um she was like she's like a lawyer in every show i swear <laughs> i've seen her like so many times she, she she must have a house in chicago and definitely a house in new york because i've definitely <laughs> seen her in all law and order a few times so like like i was i was with them i was like yes yeah, they're gonna you know, pull this off you know, like, big win blah, blah blah and when they flipped it and i just looked at that character i'm like you son of a bitch like you mm. and, and the thing is like he might not have done the sneaker thing, but because they, they they did they put that seed like oh well if he did that then he's not a hundred percent innocent for yeah. this so I'm That's mad right. that it pulled me in even though I shouldn't <laughs> be but I am I'm a little mad that that it happened. Yeah, I I don't think that's going to be the last time uh, that you're you're mm-hmm. pulled into a kind of legal storyline that you wouldn't expect to be. Um, another show that does ah. that really well is uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll really pull you into something that you're like, why do I care about this? <laughs> uh, but you do, because they're so good at it. Uh, I think what Keen was mentioning gets to one of my favorite recurring themes of the good verse, which is that guilty people can still be wronged. Mm-hmm. You know, that there is such a large scale of morality that, uh, you know, I think a lesser show would have insinuated that oh, because he had stolen previously, he's surely guilty. But I think because we're dealing with such a smart show, uh, it communicates what is, that that's relevant to court, 
and the success of the case, but not relevant to the moral standing of the character. Yeah. That, you know, didn't play some like typical procedural switcheroo where they were the bad guy the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something that comes up a lot uh, in this show that I really like. Uh, and just, I, I think it's interesting that this is, so this episode came out, I want to say like 2017. So it's like, this episode was like probably written like immediately post uh, making a murder. And I really <laughs> love yeah. how it felt like they were able to take the lessons of that show and, uh, you know, all of a sudden talk about, you know, coerced uh, confessions mm-hmm. and really apply it in a real world way. Yeah. You know, so it's not the kind of fantasy that people have made true crime out to be where it's like, oh, this is so interesting and morbid, but it'll never affect me. But it's like, no, if you let a corporation do whatever they want, they will use any means necessary to not have to pay their workers fairly. Mm-hmm. Molly? Yeah, I mean, it just, I mean, the, the whole time, all I think about is like, man, how do they come up with this stuff? Which is <laughs> <laughs> like such a... Such like an amateur TV watcher way to watch TV, but I really feel it because I, I know that they pull from a lot of actual historical cases and things like that um, of varying levels of fame and all of that. But it is so fascinating to watch it in action. And like Jack was saying, to, it really humanizes the process in a major way that I I don't I don't think is always seen. Um, mm-hmm. A, a lot more of their like big s- s- twists and turns are come from like an, um, an emotional place or a character choice versus this like oh slide this evidence across your desk and take a look at that one you know so I really <laughs> appreciate that about all of their cases but that one in particular. Mm-hmm. Tia? Oh boy okay um <laughs> sorry guys uh yeah I was I wasn't that into the BMI case that much because I, again, I was still stuck on just the whole dynamics at the union um, and how Maya just dismissed the lady who needed child support, but Mm -hmm. then totally went to bat for the guy. So I was also trying to figure that out. Like, why is she putting an extra time for him? And I wasn't even thinking about, you know, because I don't even think they realized until later, like Luca was the one that brought up to Adrian like oh this could be huge but they were already so deep into it so I I think I couldn't get out of that why this case out of everyone you saw um but the other aspect that I did uh find entertaining um was uh, I I call him Britney Friedman uh because of his turtleneck (laughs) and his Britney Spears headset when I say Friedman you say method like <laughs> that guy oh geez the turtleneck that. and the headset so the Friedman method guy uh that was entertaining and all the characters surrounding it um like Benji uh who looks like uh, a living teddy bear a little bear his little he, face he looks like one of those uh super fans from the old SNL Star bears <laughs> that guy yes oh man but yeah I wasn't that into the BMI case as much because I was still stuck on how we got there yeah, I had the same thought about uh, the woman who was having child support issues. And the only thing I could find uh, in watching it again was Julia saying that they are there for the union and keep it centered on work-related issues. Uh, and that was her first person, I think, or at least for the, that I could tell was one of her first people. So she was like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. And that woman 
It's like, okay, well, if you can't help, why are you here? And that maybe kind of pushes her into to help mm. this other guy, I guess, who actually does have a, a work-related issue. Um, but yeah, there would have been it would have been something nice if she would have reached out to that other person after you know, uh, yeah, another time and tried to help out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and yeah, turtleneck guy. Yeah, hey, it's Nurse Jackie's husband. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad oh, to see he's oh. he's doing well. Yeah. Oh snap! It was him. Yeah. yeah. So uh, many people. One thing I liked about this is how much Luca was kind of shepherding. Uh, she, they had that meeting with the arbiter, um, the hologram from Voyager, and uh, she comes in. And he's like, who are you? Uh, I'm here from the union, just here to observe, make sure everything is fair, sure. Uh, she's the one that notices that uh, this whole Friedman method could be a bigger thing uh, in that moment and says that it was false imprisonment. And the guy very quickly, once again, is like, okay, yeah, nice try, but still siding with uh, the huge corporation. And she's like, but no, you're not though, because your jurisdiction is, you, you have no jurisdiction jurisdiction here because of the, the different rules of uh, arbitration do not cover tort cases or something like that. Um, but I just thought she was kind of helping move things along. She gave the permission to uh, Maya to handle things. Uh, she gave her the opening in the courtroom uh, to kind of take 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 that step um, and present the case, cross-examine uh, what's his face, uh, and gets him to. There was that fun moment where she says um, uh, something, and he says, oh, "Well, that's not fair." She's like, "Yeah, but is it true?" <laughs> that was just a fun moment. Mm -hmm. um, and what's the uh, Abernathy always seems like he has something weird going on. Uh, mm -hmm. And it was there. Was there? A, and I'm sorry, Keen, if you're going to go back and watch. Um, but it's. I feel, I feel like there was something with his eyes before too. Maybe I know. At one point, he had a sciatica flare up. <laughs> and, oh, and he had to get up and walk around the courtroom. That's. I think that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Aww. It wasn't his eyes. He just had to get up and. <laughs> The just, more you describe mm. this, the more I see Fred wearing a rose, <laughs> <laughs> banging a gavel, and just yeah. doing the oddest voices. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just getting into uh, the the two guys that kind of decide how, yeah. who, I don't like that. I mean, I know, like Aww. somebody said earlier, they have to get their money from somewhere, but you have uh, Adrian, who's just like, oh, you're leaving out one factor. I'm a good fucking lawyer, um, <laughs> which yeah, you can't fit that into the algorithm. Algorithm, algorithm doesn't know. Tia, I yeah, I I are they going to go into the origin story of that relationship at all, or these throwaway characters? I guess that question's for Jack and Ma. Am I allowed to ask that, Mike? Uh, you're allowed to ask. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that I want to know the answer to that one. Neither do okay. I. Never yeah. mind. Okay. Okay. I guess. Okay. So depending on how it goes, I was thinking the same thing. Like I was like, who are these guys? But also I was curious about Adrian's relationship with them because, you know, poor Jer, there's something going on. It's like, don't swear in front of Jer. And I, <laughs> I think at first I was like judgmental on, of <laughs> who are these guys? But then I was like, oh, protect Jer. But I don't know how invested <laughs> I should be in the relationship. Um, 
because, but you would think that Adrian would know that already. So I just don't know why they're there um, and where that's coming from. So I, I don't know how invested to be in those two. It's going to be a long-standing thing. Just seems like a very cold way to go about deciding which cases you're going to go, especially with this law firm that seems to really fight for people. Mm -hmm. You know? It, yeah, who holds the power ultimately, you know, where they got to go. One of the uh, best things I ever heard, I wish I could remember which, I think it might have been Emily Vanderwerf uh, that said this, uh, but the good wife and by extension the good fight are essentially science fiction shows about right now uh and i think like this like financial algorithm is like a really great example of that where it's like looking at the ways that technology is having an impact like right now and what happens when we're turning you know when the law which is kind of in the good verse and arguably reality the, the like foundational you know societal uh, guidelines uh, gets reduced to like numbers gets reduced mm -hmm. to a game of like probability you know and they're essentially when they're financing these court cases they're kind of kind of just gambling to them you know like they treat legal cases like the stock market wow wow yeah, it, it, that's and exactly scary how it feels. yeah yeah no good it's i think the um I, I, like the most high profile example of this, although there's also like a personal thing there, but was the uh, Gawker Hulk Hogan case. Uh, quick recap for anyone uh, unfamiliar. Gawker uh, was like uh, a, a, a journalism site, I guess. I don't know. It was kind of a catch all uh, that posted information about Hulk Hogan's sex tape. Uh, and then Hulk Hogan sued. Uh, and they were then... He, his court case was then bankrolled by Peter Thiel, uh, who is like, I think PayPal. the PayPal guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who just threw enough money at it that Gawker eventually shut down. Uh, at some point in The Good Wife or The Good Fight, there is like a very literal parallel case. I think they do at some point. Um, but it is just like, that's just him going all in. He's just going all in on uh, the poker table but there are jobs at risk there are livelihoods at risk mm. and i think that is something that the good fight gets into a little more than the good wife in a way that is mm. really scary these these two did like the 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 algorithm liked the case uh mm -hmm. but it didn't like the one judge drago uh so adrian <laughs> has uh, uh maya as second chair and uh, he uses her in, in, in kind of a similar way that, that Alicia gets, would get used from time to time in the earlier seasons of The, of the Good Wife uh, mm -hmm. to get judges, get judges dismissed. Um, and he brought up the fact that Drago had lost a million dollars to uh, the Rindell family. Uh, that, that's, that scheme that is the... Um, start of of this um storyline uh of this episode and he gets it he actually it actually works he gets him he gets him gets him dismissed and that's how we end up with uh with abernathy uh so i'm curious how many times they're going to go back to that that will with uh, mm -hmm. with using her her family's history um i don't know keen 
Tia? Uh, it runs dry. <laughs> I think, I, I mean, I, I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier, but I love the fact that Adrian beat Drago. Um, <laughs> it took me a minute to, to get oh, it, yeah. so I really hope that we have a Judge Clubber Lang and um, <laughs> yeah. possibly a Judge Tommy Gunn. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and maybe maybe that case is all about uh, the bus system and how he got yeah. left slumped there on, on Christmas Day. Whatever. Anywho. Um, and had a Hogan appearance already in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I mean, I think I think uh, I that's one of the parts I, I really did like because it, it beat the algorithm um, because being a huge sports fan that definitely is like a thing that people consider now because like um before people would just watch how people play and like okay you do this you do that you should work together and then all of a sudden somebody was like well if you put this person to make him do this or make her do that then that'll benefit and like how do you know that well by the numbers and i'm like well cool that works in that world but does it really work irl so i was like cool yeah. I was, it was it was nice to see and I could tell it's so weird that like it's dated almost that like they were like algorithm here. You, you, you. They were like almost flustered by the fact that he was turning yeah. down cases based on the algorithm. Like, what are you talking about? How does and now like <laughs> algorithm is just like another buzzword for us now. It's like, yeah, of course. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, so don't do it. So mm-hmm. I, I like seeing that. Uh, as as someone who owns who who, who enjoys sneakers. How would you, Keen, rate Abernathy's? Because he, he gives you a pretty good look at them. For performance, uh, I, I, I agree with him because I think I do the same thing. I think I roll on the outside of my foot as well because uh, somebody, somebody uh, measured that for me. Um, but for, um, for, comf- for comfort, I always say talk to nurses and barbers because mm. those are the two people that are on their feet all the time and they will tell you what shoe to buy um and the fact that he used terminology in that scene <laughs> the, the fact that he'll stay right down the middle he won't pronate this way or <laughs> yeah. the other word that way it was really good <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, i enjoyed yeah. it uh i also enjoyed how abernathy was very much on the side of uh very much on maya's side throughout this this uh this episode uh um, where andrea stevens was saying you know i objected this or that or question asked and answered he's like eh, not really though uh and <laughs> dude on the stand was saying uh you know i, I don't know how long it was uh, i didn't keep track and he's like uh well it, it says here, uh, seven seven hours so that's just kind of what he does um uh it's just always fun to see abernathy pop up um mm-hmm. Other moments throughout this uh, that I enjoyed were Luca and Andrea having oh, their yeah. moments uh, where she's like, um, you know, I need to talk to you when they're outside the courtroom. Uh, I need to talk to you. Just want to be away from other people. And you think that it's going to be the, the offer. And she's like, I just want to know where you got a haircut. Um, <laughs> and then the way Luca brings that back a little bit later on. Oh yeah, it reminded me of um, the fight, the argument, and sorry to bother you, where the two mm. guys are fighting. It's like, oh, what's that smell? What is that? Burberry? Oh, you smell good, man. Like, oh, that. Yeah, that was one of my favorite 
scenes and I hope they just I hope that continues because I liked I liked watching that a lot Mm -hmm. uh the union leader was not happy with this case no no uh he had said something along the lines of uh, you're you're here to you know it's performative it's a gesture uh and adrian says uh oh i guess you know how would how would your union members feel about hearing hearing that um the guy took that as a threat (laughs) adrian just kind of laughed that off yes Um, yeah Mike, uh, that was my that was my favorite line of the whole show when Adrian goes, if that's a threat in your world, my friend. Wait, what do you say? If that's a if that's a threat, my friend, I would love to live in your world. Mm-hmm. Um, when the guy thought that Adrian was threatening him, I was like, ooh, Delroy. That was that was a good line. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And he also uh this is kind of out of some of these storylines. Uh the way he rolled up in that uh rolled up in style. He's like a man of the people. Uh, he knows the the people that work for him. Uh, he knows what's going on in their lives. Um, he, he's just he's just a very likable character in general. Yeah, and and person within within the world of this show too. It seems. Yeah. I hope nothing happens that ruins our impression of him. <laughs> uh, Stop trying to. <laughs> Me and Mike are no spoiler squad. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. There's also uh, Marissa dips into this storyline a bit where yes. they're like, all right, we got a real big problem. How are we going to find all of these people for this class action lawsuit? And earlier she had come in. She's like, hey, what are you guys working on? Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, and then you see her at the mall um, talking to all these different uh, retail workers asking have you ever have have your wages ever been garnished you know uh, <laughs> we'll fight for every dollar you deserve and uh then she drops in uh after uh adrian says that they like ah we're having a big problem we can't find anybody uh, i told i told the benefactors that we would have 20 class 20 claimants uh and we don't Oh, here's a list. Twenty-three. Uh, there's one on the phone. Two in the two in the hall, um, <laughs> and then she's like out of there. And then there was just that one line that I knew was coming. Mm-hmm. As she as she leaves, Adrian asks, "Who was that?" My new assistant. <laughs> knew that was we knew that was coming. Um, oh man, I do. I since we were just talking about Marissa, I felt the same thing that Jack had mentioned early on, like. I felt that especially because all of the applicants who came in for the assistant position were black women um, and just, just how Marissa spoke to them. But I think I'm already anticipating so many microaggressions just because of the existence of Diane and Maya and Marissa in that space. Like, I guess I'm not surprised. So if, when mm-hmm. it happens, like the African mask and Marissa yeah. and Maya just doing their thing, I'm just like, yeah, that's because you're there. I wish y'all weren't there, but because this is a show, I know you're going to be in this space. Cause I love the representation, but I'm like trying not to get attached. Cause I feel like it's going to always get ruined. But what I do appreciate about Marissa is she put into work. You know, like she's going to mm-hmm. always carry like that privilege and entitlement with her. But sis was like, taking initiative went up and down an escalator was talking to all the vendors at the mall and that made me respect her game and her hustle but yeah i yeah i think i think there's going to be more of those moments of of Mm -hmm. like do you know who i am or um and going back to that line scene where you know like 
Maya didn't even see that. The person who saw that and was stressed out and affected by it was Luca. But it's this thing where Maya doesn't even realize that she has that power, you know? Um, didn't matter how long the line was, didn't matter that she wasn't experienced. Everyone had this automatic like respect for her and this mm-hmm. visibility that none of her colleagues had. So I, I think I'm just already preparing myself for that throughout the, the series. And I'm just like, <laughs> but it's yeah. still, you know, it's still good. But, um, but yeah, anyway, going back to Marissa, I, I appreciated her hustle. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one final thought, at least from, from me, on the BMI case is how quickly it ended. Uh, we didn't see anything. He's just mm-hmm. like, I'm going to, uh, I'll take this new information on you, may, maybe or maybe not stealing a few hundred bucks, and I'll add it into my, my decision. And then we just cut to Diane and Maya talking. And she's like, I hate to lose. Like that whole <laughs> storyline, that 50 minutes or so, and then we just get one line resolution, which is, I hate to lose. Uh, and then it's like, ha- it happens. Um, uh, Jack had said something earlier, uh, guilty people can still be wronged, I think it was, which is mm-hmm. true. Uh, and that Diane has uh, a line at the end that kind of uh, plays with that a little bit where she says something that, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but dishonest people can still tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, something uh, I just thought was, uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, but yeah, it was just weird the way how quickly that storyline was just like, came as to a, a, as a screeching halt. As a fan, uh, I wasn't appreciative of it at all. Because like, because like, that, that goes back to what I was saying uh, at the top, where it's just like, I was like, all right, it's rolling. All right, big case. They're going to make some money. Everything's going to look good, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Luca going get, to get, get credit for this, but she won't. But I'm hoping she will. Um, and then and then when it just ended, like I said, as a fan, I hated it. But as a writer, I'm like, yeah, tie that mm-hmm. shit up. We're right. done. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Tie it with a bow. Get out of here. We're, we're, yeah. we're done with it. Um, yeah. I did I did love seeing... Um, uh, Miguel's mom from Cobra Kai. She was working as a as a jewelry uh, oh, okay. person. Uh, so uh-huh. as soon as she popped up, I enjoyed it. Um, and not to steal anybody's thunder, but um, what Jack and what T was saying earlier, I, I here's the thing. Thanks to my mother, I'm definitely afraid of strong black women. Tia knows this about me. <laughs> um, so I can't like I know it's building, but I can't wait to whenever angela releases because like it's it's like all right okay all right i'll let you in okay and then you brought her you brought somebody else it, it, so it's it's gonna build and i can't wait for angela barbara. to release to release oh, right. is it angela or barbara and barbara right? barbara barbara yeah. Said, yeah um i'm i'm in trouble because i called uh <laughs> <laughs> the wrong name so all right guys thank you for having me <laughs> Uh, I will say in regards to uh, in regards to your fear, uh, there are two characters that I would consider essential parts of the good fight ensemble uh, that are not here yet. One is, I think, coming maybe next episode, uh, and another's going to be a while. And oh. King, when that ladder <sighs> rolls yep. up, you're going to want to run for the fucking hills if you think Barbara <laughs> Colstead's allowed. <laughs> Boy, fucking howdy! Oh man! Wow! Oh, it's so fun. There's a, oh, a I want to guess actress that rolls in later uh, in the series. That if is you it. review either of Jack's or my Twitter feeds, you will definitely quickly <laughs> oh, figure no. out who this yeah, oh, no. is. Okay. <laughs> so, no. Oh boy, I have yeah. some guesses. 
there was uh, Keenan a moment ago mentioned uh, thinking that they were going to, you know, have that money and then just uh, came to a screeching mm-hmm. halt. Uh, very efficient writing. They did mention an update, which I think was on the case uh, in the first episode. Uh, there was some negotiation taking place and uh, Adrian mm-hmm. was pretty excited thinking that they were, he's like, we're going to get that right. six million. We're going to get That's that right. six million. Um, so that'll be a nice payday. Yes. Yeah, so that's our our BMI storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started talking about Marissa, so I just want to hop over to to her. Um, I enjoyed the reveal, although for me, I'm not that far removed from having watched The Good Wife, where I didn't mm-hmm. hear that voice and know exactly who it was right away. Um, Tia, you've watched The Good Wife. What about you? Um, I was surprised. I also, I mean, I haven't watched in a while because just in the beginning of, of this podcast, um, as y'all were sharing, I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that Julius Kane and Abernathy were also in The Good Wife. Like, I totally missed that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like I said, I just remember Marissa being a really dope character in The Good Wife. So just all good feelings. And I'm excited. And I'm also curious, like, is her brother going to show up? He was a little problematic, but where he at? Sorry, I can't ask. That's a spoiler. Sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I'm glad Marissa's there. <laughs> I'm trying to remember who her brother was. Of course, I know who her dad is. Uh, Did she have uh, a brother? He had like the Bieber cut. I don't remember. I don't remember. Mean, like, was the, there not the, a brother? Am I the, imagining that? The, the the guy that was like the FBI agent that was hanging out with her for a while, maybe. Oh wait did no. did Alicia not have a son? At least you had a son. Oh, are this you, you thinking of a uh, Zach Florek? Zach. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Well, don't answer that. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. I will it's say. Like... Uh, quick note. Now that he'll never come up again, Zach Florek. <laughs> uh, I love that. This, I love that something the good wife did was that it gave representation to moms who just fucking hate their sons. <laughs> At the end of that show, she oh. hates that kid. Oh, but Zach was so good. He was such a good son. <laughs> he was a good son. Um, Alicia disagrees. Yeah, she does. Um, <laughs> uh, other thoughts on Marissa appearing? We already talked about her kind of dissing the other applicants, um, being helpful to the the case, and and kind of working and earning earning her spot. Uh, Barbara is not happy about that. She even says something to mm. Diane to the effect of, uh, "Did you not like the other?" applicants like yeah yeah they were great but i know marissa and she's going to do a great job mm-hmm. yeah these these things are kind of building up for barbara <laughs> didn't didn't yeah. she say the exact same thing for maya <laughs> or something similar yeah she told she told adrian uh over the phone when when she knew she was gonna bring Maya on like oh you'll you'll love her or she's good and asking her to be on cases and stuff yeah oh there was that moment when they were asking uh they were going to put somebody on the case and diane had said to leave maya on she's very good you know i know mm. her. she's good she's gonna be she'll be great um and that's when adrian was like yeah leave her on he said he has one line that says something like yeah everybody hates her it's a good fighting it's good way oh, to yeah. a fighter <laughs> yeah that's true oh and then going back to sorry really quick bouncing to maya um I loved the the way the camera showed her first time approaching the uh what do they call them 
the evidence first. The bench, what you call the uh, we have witness, witness. <laughs> we have we can't hit words. the basic, <laughs> basic the evidence person. <laughs> witness. I was going to uh, best male advocate in my teen court class. I can't remember. <laughs> Terrible. Witness, yes, the 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 oh. lowest selling Katy Perry album, Witness. Okay, so <laughs> approached one of approached the best <laughs> Harrison Ford movies, though. Okay, yeah. See all these all these connections, but the way the camera moved to show her nervousness of like the first time. So yeah, but uh, but yeah, my ain't that good. She just got started. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, definitely some nerves. Uh, and I hesitate saying this. I'm over two episodes because it's only two episodes. I'm not really digging her in this role. Um, mm. I'm not really. I, I don't know what it is. I know <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's just the way that she she talks. Um, like the because I know that there's an accent under there, uh, and maybe it's tainted from having seen her in other things. I don't know because um, I'm not usually not like that with with actors in general. But I think it it is for me. It's just I'm not digging her in this role yet. Yeah, mm. I think that. Uh, I've had those thoughts about other, um, you know, actors, and they they grow on you. So I just want to I want to give mm-hmm. um, give her give give Maya a chance. Uh, Rose, mm-hmm. uh, what the hell? Can't remember the last name. Rose Leslie. Rose Leslie, uh, a chance within within this role because uh, I think she's doing a good job. I just outside the world, I just don't. I, mm-hmm. I'm not not feeling it. <laughs> she also she hasn't really gotten a lot of opportunity to stretch. That's true. Like she definitely feels like the most not grounded character but she is like the tv character that is like the kind of neutral presence that the more vibrant personalities just bounce off of yeah you know yeah she she's the like how you like add salt to something sweet to make the sweet stuff taste better Mm -hmm. my is the salt so you know luca we get we get a more of an idea of why luca's fun by putting her next to someone as default as Maya. <laughs> you know, yeah. we see uh, how fun Marissa is in comparison to Maya, uh, who just has a lot going on, but is herself, I think, so not paralyzed by how much is going on, but like it, it is in a very restricted place right now, emotionally, and I think that manifests physically. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I like I, that, and I feel, I feel, um, like it's sort of like an Alicia uh, Duke, like they mm-hmm. start her off on this path, like she's going to have a similar, uh, she has a similar demeanor to Alicia, especially at the be- the beginning of The Good Wife, not by the end where she's but I think they like set her up to be this like, yeah, that's quiet reserved, seemingly like very plain, person who's who's just starting out or whatever and gets really wronged and then has to recover from it but I think then they get into like Keen was saying earlier who am I following who's the main character what you know and sort of throw you off that track in a in an interesting way but I think um it requires that she not shine in any way in the role almost like Uh, as a result of how it puts it together yeah Mm -hmm. I see that uh <sighs> uh, any other thoughts on that or on uh, Marissa? I I feel kind of uh, bad a little bit because like uh, when I watched the first episode, I didn't like I 
had an idea of like the people or whatever, but I legit did had no idea what any of them looked like. And <laughs> um, when I first watched the first episode, I legit thought Luca um, resembled uh, a young S Apath- S Apathia. I can't remember her her, la- her last name, but she played the chief on um, Law and Order like for years and years, like the lieutenant. Mm-hmm. I thought okay, she looked yeah. like her, like a young version of her. And um, <sighs> Maya reminded me of like, I hate using this, but I'm going to say it. Um, like a knockoff Anna Kendrick, where it's like, mm. <laughs> kind of like, wow. I don't know. Like, uh, I, I, I think... I think I'm good at this. I mean, I, I try really hard. And like the one scene, and I'm sorry, the one scene in the first episode, in the first episode, where she was like clicking for the results, clicking and clicking and clicking, and then when it finally happened, she was too afraid to, like, woman, you've been there for like two, three hours. Your girl's trying to sleep. You up here clicking, making all this noise. Just read the result. Like, she rubbed me the wrong way immediately. So I gotta yeah. try to not hold that against her. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry to uh, bring it down with uh, my thoughts on 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 my on Rose with uh, within that that role. Um, I'm looking forward to my mind being uh, changed. I'm looking forward to her kind of growing on me. I think it's probably going. Yeah, it's probably going to happen as Uh, she grows within that character. Um, I will say on the uh, other M character you were asking about, Marissa, uh, I personally I think where I am right now, having watched the series as many times as I have, I don't think Marissa Gold is the best or like most interesting character on the show, but she is the one that like I most look forward to mm. what she'll get up to when she'll appear. Because Sarah Steele is just such a fun presence in this show uh, and really gets some great opportunities to stretch what we think of Marissa as the show goes on. Uh, and I think the show also sets up such an interesting dynamic of like this like very easy to root for, you know, sarcastic, clever go-getter that puts in the work. But like what happens when like the hero of her own story is unaware of the impact she's having on others? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is such an interesting dynamic that I don't know if it exists anywhere else on television, really. All right. Uh, we're going to go to our uh, final thread, which is the investment uh, and the different uh, elements of, of that. And uh, our listeners cannot see it, but Tia's background is a <laughs> is Uncle Jack's. So we just cut right <laughs> cut right to that. Like that is that's the big reveal here. Uh, is that uh, well? Let, let me ask. What does Jack's being there say to you all? <laughs> Not on Tia's background. <laughs> in, uh, with Maya's mom, with Lenore. I, uh, excuse me uh, for being coarse, uh, and feel free to edit this out, but it sounds like Bernadette's getting some Bernadick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my oh. gosh. Yeah. I, I, uh... uh. To, to uh, one, uh, brava. That was amazing. Um, Wonderful. But I, I think um, I just thought of it uh, when you asked this, but I think this might 
they might try to twist it a little bit um, to maybe the whole theme of this, at least this episode, where like what uh, Jack said earlier in the line from Diane, where it's like, uh, you can be wrong or you can, how, what was it? Uh, the guilty can be wronged and... <laughs> that was Jack. <laughs> and uh, dishonest people can tell the truth was Diane. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, something so like, like that. <laughs> like the fact that Maya tried to use something that she learned in what, maybe a half hour? to to see if her mom was lying which okay i'm sorry but like her lip always looks like that so i'm not even sure <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> so i'm not sure this is a real so thing crazy has so, my never seen her on broadway or in any other film <laughs> <laughs> come on um but to to see that that kind of it does the same it's like almost almost a callback to the fact that um in the bmi case where they were like um well, he might not have stolen the shoes, but he did this thing. So, like, it goes back to, well, Uncle Jack's might have did that, but he still never mind. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm 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 interested in the, in the full in like the the long range arc of the of the se- season now because before the dad looked like a piece of shit in the first episode, honestly, mm-hmm. and now it's like they're softening up, softening him a little bit. Trying to like, well, maybe he didn't do it, but maybe he did. So I'm, I'm, I'm like more, more tuned into it now. Yeah, uh, Henry Rendell, guilty or innocent? I'm starting to think he's he's innocent, and he's being fucked over by the other two. That's what it seems like, right? You what they maybe they <laughs> Jack want, and Molly maybe are they like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe that's what they want us to think yeah yeah I mean it it was it was the the two of them uh, just playing playing (laughs) the mom Lenore saying that um, uh, well Henry tells Diane that oh you didn't hear she doesn't have ears, <laughs> you know, the cancer. <laughs> it, she definitely has cancer. Um, oh, and, <laughs> yeah. and then he, she talks to, to mom and she's like, ah, no, it was just a scare. Well, that was the scare that, it, you know, that it would spread. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't know. Who, I don't know who to believe. I think Henry may be maybe not as as innocent uh maybe not 100 percent innocent but i i think mm-hmm. that he is he he is being taken he's, yeah. he's the fall guy here mm-hmm. as a, as a person is playing has, every has... angle i'm sorry keen no i'm saying i was gonna say as a person who has no idea uh what's going to happen in, in the season unlike molly and jack i'm gonna say i agree with you uh and i'm very interested in trying to find all right now look, here's the thing I see Tia trying to get the answer out of, <laughs> out of Molly and Jack right now because <laughs> she keeps looking at him. <laughs> and that's the face she uses when she's trying to get you to say something. <laughs> I can't concentrate now. <laughs> I like that we're all on Zoom, all with probably different configurations. <laughs> uh, and you're like, yeah, she's looking at him. Uh, Jack or Henry had said something uh i have it here where is it uh that jacks he said i'm innocent uh and then he had found that money was being moved to by jacks mm-hmm. to a private account and he tried to get him uh he tried to talk to him about it 
but then Jax went to the feds and turned him in. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that maybe they were in cahoots and I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I do think that Henry's maybe not 100% innocent, but there's there's some innocence. Yeah, I don't think, I feel like it can't be that simple because yeah. everything just was laid out in that episode. It's like you have Hen- Diane seeing Henry and he's like, don't trust the feds, which I'm like, that's very true. But also mm-hmm. I don't feel sorry for you. So I don't know what to think. Mm-hmm. And then he brings up Jax, which I'm like, who's this Jax person? And then to have at the end <laughs> reveal, of Jack, oh, you got some tea? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, just all of it was too... I feel like it's like, are the writers, did they do all of that to make us think like, oh, you know, the mom and Jacks are clearly guilty or the mom's behind everything. And I feel like there's probably more complicated than that. And yeah. I don't know, look at Jax, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, and by the way, Jax, I feel like Uncle Jax, there's something about that character and even the way we were introduced to him, he kind of seems like a bumbler like it's like he wasn't very smart it's like did you not hear Lenore talking to someone and isn't this a secret rendezvous and he's like yeah so where's the, it's like the tea can wait hide in the closet so if yeah. he couldn't even get the rendezvous with the affair right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like if he couldn't even get that right I, I don't see him as a, a mastermind but I could be wrong yeah <laughs> uh looking at jack and molly again um i think another another thing that came out of this was when diane goes to the jail uh and she's talking to henry and he wants her to be her lawyer and she says no i'll i'll find somebody else you need somebody that can be impartial um so i'm just curious if that's going to be somebody that we've we've seen before from the uh from the good wife um Mm. i don't really have a guess as to who who that might be um it might even just be somebody from their firm too. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, any other things within that storyline before we hit winners and losers and get out of here? Uh, I think something interesting about this show is that like the gap of like class of like the characters that show up is so wide. Like even in this show, in this episode alone, uh, you know, the main plot line re- centers around retail workers getting mm-hmm. fucked over mm-hmm. Uh and then we're also checking in on like the wealthiest of the wealthy. <laughs> yeah. And I think I uh, just as a person, for as much as I love like Dan Lockhart, all our lawyer friends, I am just so deeply unsympathetic yeah. <laughs> towards yeah. Uh, Jax, uh, Bernadette, a- a- any of the Rendell. So like, I want Maya to not have to worry about that so she can get back to like these cases that I'm really interested in. So I think this plot line, while I understand why it was necessary to like kick off the show, I'm not, the, these are the least engaging parts for me. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because I don't, I don't care if anything bad happens to most of those characters. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. they fucked over a lot of people, you know? Yeah. There was a moment that really irked me from the episode, which was when Adrian gave Diane a gift. And what does she say? You oh, own yeah. a winery? If we were at Lockhart, Deckler, Wilson Phillips, there's she wouldn't ask, she wouldn't question, like, oh, where's this from? So I don't know. That really bugged me that she asked, him, like, she was surprised. Oh, what, what do you mean you're vine? You know, that's all. Yeah. Uh, I didn't read that so much uh, 
in that in that way but i did love his what he had said back he's like ah it's just a few vines you know yeah go on winery no 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 winery winery uh all right let's hit some uh winners and losers we'll uh do the uh losers first keen who lost the episode for you honestly i think there's two losers uh one me uh for not <laughs> for not seeing oh, no. or hearing luca's uh true accent for a second episode in a row, I'm very upset about that. And uh, two in the show, I think it was Luca, um, because now Luca has to drag has to drag uh, Maya around everywhere she goes, like a, <laughs> like a big sister. With like, well, you can't you can't have fun at your little courtroom unless you take your little sister with you. So I think yeah. that's gonna be a thing. She, she also her, had her, her uh, office moved. And yep, right next to the bathroom, bathroom. which yeah. sucks. Just constant slamming. Oh. And um, on top of on top of that, not necessarily a loser, but like, are law firms really that busy? Like every bleeping scene, there's someone running in the background. Like, come yeah, on, go true. type something. Like, um, Jack, uh, I think loser this episode uh, is probably Bernadette Peters. I will never say her character name because <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's she's going. To Diane, she's getting the cold shoulder. Uh, her daughter has stumbled into whatever Shakespearean fuckery is going on in her bedroom. Uh, you know, things are just not not looking up for Bernadette. Yeah, Molly, who is your loser? Um, I'm going to go with uh, Nurse Jackie's husband in his turnover. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just, I think he has a lot better. He looks way better in a flannel. Something, mm -hmm. something else a little more flattering for him it was just a little bit what's her face what's the name of the lady who i'm thinking of who wears the black turtlenecks and the, the she's in, she's in trouble because oh, she's the, not a uh, lady elizabeth Theranos, yes. Yes, elizabeth, yeah. yes yeah it's giving me too many of those vibes with this <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah. very steve jobs very seinfeld season one yeah yeah <laughs> uh tia loser uh my loser is maya um, because she played herself with that case, a mama lied to her, and then she saw her uncle and her mama poise coital. Can I say that? How, did I say that right? I can never poise say coital. Coital. Poise coital. He's <laughs> like Buddy Hackinson. <laughs> I don't know how to say post coital. Anyway, yeah, that that's a lose. Yeah, uh, for me, I'm going with uh, the woman who came for assistance. Free access to mm. lawyers, fantastic. Uh, I right. will take advantage of that and then got shut down. Um, and secondary loser would be Frank uh, because that is a fucked up situation to be in too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, winners, uh, let's go to you. What do you got? Oh, um, my winner for this episode was Marissa um, because yeah, like I said, she's going to be problematic in her own way no matter what, but the hustle, very eight mile energy, this opportunity only comes once in a lifetime. Be Diane's assistant. Yeah, so I like I like uh, Marissa. Go, Molly, winner. Uh, for me, it's it's Adrian. I just think he's he's still coming across as only a really fun and great magnanimous person mm -hmm. to the audience, yeah. um, and is also for the most part just getting what he wants and you know giving you some great quips along the way sure so <laughs> this is my winner jack 
Uh, I would say Maya, because I think despite uh, losing the case and, uh, again, stumbling into uh, whatever is going on in her family, uh, she has some pretty crucial growth this episode. Um, mm -hmm. Again, we keep talking about her as a mirror to uh, Alicia Florick, uh, but just like in early The Good Wife, uh, I think this is the first time that, that, that Maya has probably ever talked to a poor person before. <laughs> uh, and yeah. I think that's very clearly huge for her. And yeah. she, like, she starts reflecting. She has some, like, wins during the court case, you know, even if it's, mm -hmm. you know, falls just short of the judge giving her, like, a little thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think she moved forward a lot and learned some very crucial lessons this episode. Yeah, sure. There was also the exchange between Luca and Maya where Luca asks her how she's, how you doing? How you feeling? Mm -hmm. And she says, I'm actually, for the first time in a while, I'm feeling okay. Um, it's the first place I've been where people didn't recognize me when she's in the uh, SWSU, something like that, um, yeah. hall. Um, yeah. Uh, Keen? Um, initially, uh, my winner was going to be Marissa um, for everything that he has said, but I think there's two hidden winners that no one's talking about yet. Um, Judge Abernathy, um, he found his glasses, <laughs> which yeah. was amazing. Um, and he got um, he got some some top notch um, advice on his uh, shoe mm -hmm. game, which was uh, <laughs> al always a good thing. Yeah. And my secondary winner is the uh, the defendant's uh, lawyer, because not only did she win, but now she has a hookup for an apartment hairstylist. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, that's a win. That's literally a win win. Come on. Yeah, we will. We will. I'm sure we will see Andrea. <laughs> with the bangs again with the shortcut Lottie. it's christine lottie right christine oh, yeah. lottie, lottie. Yeah. Yep. One, once we get through uh the good fight and i inevitably try to turn this into an evil podcast uh the other <laughs> yes! creators yes. Uh, the mom is evil. Yeah. she oh she has quite a journey on that show oh man i i hope they somehow make that part of the good verse mm -hmm. uh, with maybe alicia florick pops up in there uh, that is such a fun show. Um, am I the only one left for winners? Uh, my winner is uh, my winner is Uncle Jacks because he seems guilty. There's some guilt there, but he's so mm -hmm. far escaped being culpable for it, uh, yeah. and he's now not not that I approve of any of his actions, but he's escaped. He's he's escaped justice, uh, and uh, he is uh, hooking up. He's hooking up, so <laughs> he's doing okay as far as scumbag pieces of shit go. <laughs> as a winner, oh um, man, yeah, uh, that will do it for for the episode. Um, you can find uh, other podcasts that we do um, on watercooler.com. That's w o o d e r c o o l e r dot com, and you can also tweet at us. So if you're watching the good fight found this podcast and want to let us know some some thoughts on what what's been said or the show itself you can follow us at water cooler uh, and we also just started a um, oh snap an mcu podcast uh, so we're going through wandavision right now with uh, some fun some fun people as well uh keen just popped in there uh the water cooler verse uh has popped up in there for a, a fun episode talking about the most recent one of wandavision and then we'll hit falcon and Winter Soldier, and the many, many things that come after that. Um, thank you, Tia. 
Thank you, Keen. Thank you, Molly. Thank you, Jack. Uh, thank anyone that's listening um, <laughs> for, for, for doing that. Bye-bye.